Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Into the Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined each and every week by the beautiful whiskey supping, Ryan Chittenden. How are you, Ryan Chittenden? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all right, mate. This is a take three because apparently I can't count. I, <laughs> at, at the beginning of every episode, I never get right what episode it is. We've done 56 today and yeah. 311 or yeah. something. Luckily, we have the live studio audience of your beautiful wife, Claire, who is here to pick us up on <laughs> in our fucking stupid i know we've only just failings. started drinking as well i know yeah <laughs> so it's not gonna bode well it's not is it how are you mate yeah i'm all right thank you i'm all recovered from my bout of covid you was a poorly boy weren't you yeah well you were poorly and yeah. then we did the poorly sam episode and then i think a week later i caught whatever you had which ended up being covid which ended up being covid yeah three days before christmas yeah yeah we need to stop kissing i know, <laughs> I I know. we just feel so nice yeah i know but what is nice is that when i get poorly i get a whole well, i get two d- episodes two episodes to around it. so far you get fuck all yeah stop whinging about it oh. just because i made you miss christmas this year. <laughs> literally all my plans ruined <laughs> yeah sorry ryan sorry claire yeah no sorry it's all right we're, we're here now we're here now we're recording um so your illness unfortunately meant that we missed an episode last week yeah um which is fine because it's christmas period people probably wouldn't listen on christmas day anyway. it was good. It were due to come out on christmas day let's face it no one's listened to that are they? no exactly so we did have some banging plans to get pretty pissed and do um our year episode and just kind of blast this one out as well but uh we missed that so we're getting together tonight around ryan around ryan's new dining room table again yeah and we're gonna get absolutely smashed off our tits record this and uh the christmas episode our year-long special yeah Yeah, which is weird because we're doing the new year's episode before so we're doing episode episode. 53 before (laughs) 52 aren't we yeah Yeah, exactly so uh, it's gonna get very confusing it's gonna get very confusing and we're gonna be absolutely arsehole by then yeah we'll be referring to jokes in this one in the week last week it's gonna yeah it's already frying my head a little bit yeah we'll get there yeah so this is our new year episode this will come out on new year's day is that right next is monday new year's day monday's new year's day oh no it won't that's when the christmas episode is coming out yeah Already originally confused. it was supposed to come out on new year's That's day right. this is this episode is a reflection isn't it it's our 2023 wrapped where we're going to re- see how we did where our challenge was for those that ha- haven't listened all year um was to try and watch 52 new films not brand new films that have just come out but 52 films that we'd never seen before and see how we've been doing throughout the year and see how some of our listeners have done as well because they've um They've been following along with us, taking on this challenge as well. So yeah. We'll give updates at, you know, at the end of the year. Yeah. And you'd think if I was uh, good and thought I probably would have texted these people and got the numbers. Yeah. And, all right. and we could, we could have put a post out on our, all our socials, yeah. but you know, we're not, we, we're not that, it's Christmas. It's been Christmas. We've been having fun. People I've had a child. I've been pissed. Yeah. That's it. People are busy. Been eating pigs in blankets uh, and whatnot. Yeah. I've been hibernating with COVID. Yeah, you have. So, uh, tough shit you're gonna hear what films we've done instead yeah so if we start this episode off then this beautiful new year episode by just sort of discussing what films we've watched recently because i have done so many good films mm. i think the majority of my top films that we're going to discuss in this episode have been this last week really oh, the, that's the, interesting. the rest of the year was the majority horror yeah i have watched a lot of horror this year it has been in a lot of ways the year of horror, but we'll come on to that. Go on yeah. then. So what? So what films have you watched recently that we've not discussed? Because we, I feel like we haven't talked for a while. No, we haven't actually. I think well. So the last 
film that I probably mentioned that's on this list was uh, Slother House, which I decided yes. not to go into because yeah. uh, that would have followed Titanic. And uh, <laughs> I was too busy nearly crying. <laughs> So since that, um, big ones that I've watched, I've watched Leave the World Behind, which I know you've watched and we can discuss. What We finished watching that last night, yeah. And yep. that's a hot topic of conversation at the moment, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I've watched Rebel Moon Part 1, which Ooh, is interesting. Netflix's uh, most expensive film. I really want to watch that. Mm, I'll discuss that in a minute as well. Watch Saltburn, which Claire wants to get drunk and watch later. Yeah, yeah, again, another one we want to see at the cinema, but we missed but luckily it came out onto prime instantly yeah. so that is on our on our watch list because again that's another film that everyone's talking about at the moment absolutely um villains which we'll go into i'm, I'm just going to miss the shit ones out of it i finally got around to watching barbie which was amazing incredible so so good um maestro and babylon ah, some so, big films in there then quite a lot of yeah yeah so do you want to discuss the ones that i know you've seen well Leave the world behind. I think so. Well, that and Barbie, I know, are the two that you've yeah, seen. Yeah, sure. Let's do so, it. So, do you want to go on to Leave the World Behind then? Yeah. Um, yeah, because everyone's talking about this. So, going into this film, I mean, we first discovered this because um, we watched the Graham Norton show and Julia Roberts yeah. was on there and she discussed it. And there was a clip on there and it's just her and Mahershala Ali. I'm terrible at saying his name. Mahershala, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Julia Roberts' character just discussing. It's all tense and you don't know what's going on. And then. I've just seen on like the internet, there's been an outcry of people that hate the ending. Oh, the ending's yep. so shit, blah, blah, blah. So we went into this film with an open mind, um, not knowing what to expect and knowing the ending was going to be controversial. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a film with an insane cast. Ridiculous you know, cast. Oh, it's, um, it's obviously got Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, um, Ethan Hawke. You know, these are all Oscar-winning actors and actresses or nominated and you know i think we we talked you talked about it a couple episodes ago on the podcast where like you know the concept of the film it's a family rent out this house in the middle of nowhere out, out of the city um for a weekend away and then the owners of the fam uh, owners of the house turn up in the middle of the night and say there's been a you know blackout in the city you got scared they want to come back and it's all very vague and you're not sure who to trust and they're not dist they're distrustful of each other. And that's kind of the whole film that you know, you try everyone's just trying to figure everyone, each other out, aren't they? They don't know what's going on. Um, and in a lot of ways, not a lot happens. It's just basically centered in this house and it totally relies on the cast. It keeps to, the anxiety high yeah, the whole way yeah, through. I, I was it? found, found myself on the edge of my seat and really that's just, credit to all the actors and actresses yeah, in this yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. not a great deal happens. There's no real action. There's no real, like, you know, you didn't know where this film was going to go. Is it going to turn into like a slasher film? Is it, you know, we were guessing constantly, is it aliens have invaded? Is it um, like terrorist attack? Are these people who they say they are? Do they actually own the house? Like, have they assumed someone else's identity? You know, yeah. we were literally constantly guessing throughout this film. We, um, couldn't figure out what was going on. So I really liked it. And to say it was a two and a half hour film, it didn't feel like that. I mean, it felt a little bit for us because we kept stopping starting to make cheese on toast, but that was, that was, that was an us, us issue. <laughs> <laughs> Banging things to stop for, if you yeah. ask me. Um, so how I mean, many bits of cheese and toast did you have during three, what three slices or three rounds? 
three, three slices. slices. Yeah. Uh, I also I I alternated with patty on toast. Legends. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. what a way of watching that. Film. Oh no. Yeah. But it did make the film like a three and a half hour long <laughs> film. Um. But we'll come on to the end in a second. But um. What did you think of the film? Yeah, so I knew absolutely nothing about this film going into it. I only watched it solely because I've watched a lot of shit horror this year. So mm. it was more just start watching something good. It's got Mahershala Ali in it, who I absolutely adore. So yeah. we'll give it a go. And I have this really weird... Oh, I saw Kevin Bacon was in it as well. And I was like, Legend. fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I knew absolutely nothing. It could have been a romance film for all I know. But yeah, I absolutely loved it. Like say, the anxiety, the tension was high the whole way through it. I was adamant for the longest time that um, George, the uh, GW, whatever he calls himself, the whole way through it, Mahershala. Yeah, Ali's, J J J H G H G H, G -H, G -H, G -H Scott. Yeah, that, that was, was it. it yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was adamant that he was up to no good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Because they're all a little bit shady. You're not sure who to trust. Yeah. And yeah. It's just. It's all. Yeah. Kept me kept me guessing throughout. Yeah, and, and I do think there was enough scenes in it to keep you going. So obviously the whole time through it, there's stuff going on with deer. There's the scene where the that um, plane drops all the leaflets. Like yeah. there's some scenes that you're like, what the fuck's going there is on? Like, here? Yeah, a few scenes of that. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy. And yeah, I mean one of the scenes which is li a literal scene from my nightmares. Which one? The bit where one of the characters wakes up and teeth. has the issue with his teeth. Yeah. Oh my god! I literally, I've had that nightmare. Oh, I have I, a thousand I, like, times. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, that that was awful. Yeah, it was pretty sick, wasn't it? Yeah. So there is enough to keep you going. So although, like Ryan says, there's not a lot a lot going on. There isn't really, but it just keeps to this amazing storyline really well. Let's go on to the ending because this is the thing that everyone has the issue. Everyone's with. kicking off about the ending. Loads of people. I've, all, all the comments I've seen on this and reviews for it, it's it's loads of people saying, "Oh, the film's shit. The ending's terrible." Or like, "Oh, I was on the edge of my seat until the ending. It was just shit." And then loads of other people commented saying, "This is a great film, and if you didn't get the ending, you're just an idiot." And the usual internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. hatred and battles back and forth. And, and, and I have mentioned this. I mentioned this when I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago that. It was just idiots that finished the film and immediately went moaning. Yeah. That didn't take two seconds to just stop and think. I mean, you and me had a chat last night, Claire, didn't we, where we was kind of back and forth. What did we think it meant? And that's what I love about films like that, that when it does just it, it kind of... It creates a talking point, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, and I like that. So regardless of whether you like this film or not, everyone's talking about it. Exactly. And so it, they've done well in that sense. I really like the ending. Oh, I did. I really liked it because I think it was just... It was a refreshing ending because I didn't know what to expect from it because obviously, like, like I said, everyone's kicking off and I knew it was going to be a controversial ending. But I think it's only controversial because it's not a conventional ending. Mm. It just kind of ends. But you've already two and a half hours into a storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so like what? I don't know. It's like, and it's, I'm trying to trying to trying to talk about it without giving giving it away, but like this is almost this film is almost the beginning of a story, yeah, and beginning of of something. So you know, it'd be like watching episode one of The Walking Dead or something like that, and then going, and then it fin finishes, and then everyone kicks off. It's like, well. Where's the rest? Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, there's more to come. I'm not saying they're going to make it because they don't need to make no, it. No, they don't, no. And I, I, I had to know. I just don't get what people's issue is. I, I think for this film as well, this film, 
is in air quotes there's so many what the fuck moments in this film and, the and, biggest what the fuck moment is the ending yeah and to me that's what i like because you have this moment of what is going on and it, oh my god let's just take that moment yeah yeah you know I, so when um oh, what's the bloody film called us have you seen us no not the yet jordan peele one no so i remember going to see that and when it ended uh, the last time i went to go see it we've said oh what did you think of it and my answer was give me two minutes yeah let yeah. me digest what just happened let me think about let it let me think about that because that was i won't say it's a confusing film but there was that much that went on that it was a bit of a head fault mm. that it was just give me two minutes and then that was it i took that five minutes to sort of think about what just happened and that's where kind of my enlightenment came from that film i love it yeah because i took that moment to stop and think what did this mean what did that mean and just people don't do that and you get a lot of people that jump online thinking they're film critics oh god i know that can't take two minutes to use their that can't can't engage their brain and yeah, and, 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 to and, everything. yeah and every yeah that's what i mean everything everybody wants everything dumbing down and making yes you know, spell out for them. It's like, well, no, let's have a bit of complexity or a little bit of, yeah, let's get people thinking rather than everyone wants like instant results, don't they? Like, it's like blue yeah. social media. You want like, That's it. you want everything now, now, now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed the film and maybe I, I enjoyed the ending because I knew I was going into it. It was going to be controversial and yeah. maybe I just want to be against everyone else because, you know, I mean, I Fuck the haters, it, and I didn't know that. But then saying that, I mean, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Bird Box, I love Bird Box. Mm. And when that came out, there was a lot of hatred towards that film because the ending, saying how the ending was so much worse than the book and blah, blah, blah. He got a lot of heat for that. So I'm not a reader, as you know. So I went away and bought the book and read the book. Yeah. Just to see, oh my God, it ends that much better. I love the film. So, but really, I mean, the end of Bird Box, they find a sanctuary or blind people yeah so basically obviously they can't look at the monsters whereas in the book it's the exact same it's just they make people blind themselves to go in there yeah so it's a little bit more graphic but you're not going to put that in a hollywood film mm. do you know what i mean yeah so it's yeah, this yeah. tiny little mark that actually so much of the world went against that film because of this tiny little change that really you wouldn't put in a hollywood film yeah and it's just people moaning for the sake of moaning in my eyes no and i, I think that. that's what we've had a lot of here as well yeah i, I totally agree but but all in all massive thumbs up for this film i if really enjoyed it, it and it. i think definitely watch it something it's a different film it keeps you guessing and superb cast yeah amazing yeah nice so i want to talk about barbie next go for it you have discussed this film and i finally got around to watching it so on christmas eve i got it for me and my little and i didn't really know how it would go because i obviously understand the undertone of what this film is and she's only six so i was like well let's just see oh my god i have not had that much film that much fun watching a film in years yeah she loved it because yeah. it's bright it's colorful it's fun the way they talk the way they dress it's got everything for everybody absolutely um so my six-year-old laughed away through every part of it yeah i was pissing myself because there's such great like comedy for oh it's so adults good as yeah well. um it's not on a perfect film i love it yeah it was I, so good we we loved it when we went to see it and it was a packed cinema because obviously it had huge hype when it was a whole Bob and Barbenheimer thing. And it was just enjoyment, isn't it? It's just pure mm, enjoyment yeah. in a film. It's just, I don't know. What more could you want from it? it just pure entertainment, pure, like easygoing, yeah. fun. Great cast. Oh yeah. Unbelievable cast. And they all do such a fantastic job. Um, Alan's the boy. 
Alan, yeah. Alan he's is good. the boy. Yeah, he's good. Home. I mean, I, they're all great. They're all great. I, I, I'm a massive Ryan Gosling fan oh, anyway. Yeah. So, and him in this, to see him take the piss out of himself in that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah. was so good. But, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I it, really want to rewatch it because I've not seen it since. Yeah. Um, we went to see it in the cinema and that must have come out like, back in middle of the year, like yeah. J- June, July time, yeah, yeah. was it perhaps? The, I think you're right. The rewatchability on this film is massive. Yeah. I will watch this film for years, years yeah, to come. Yeah. And it's that's fun. Me and Little and can watch it together. I can watch it on my own. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was saying before we recorded, my favorite, favorite part of this film is there's a scene where um, Barbie, um, Margot Robbie is she's saying she's not perfect anymore and she's not beautiful and the <laughs> yeah. screen kind of and the, it kind of pauses and Helen Mirren is Helen Mirren isn't it, it? Is who, Helen Mirren, who yeah. does the narrative the film pauses and Helen Mirren just goes yeah we probably shouldn't have cast Margot Robbie to make this point yeah I just uh, think it's, it's so, so good, good. it breaks the fourth wall they doesn't take the it? piss out yeah. themselves like you know we've got a non-perfect looking woman here moaning that she's not yeah. perfect. And oh my God, I was laughing the whole way through yeah. it. And, yeah, me too. Um, they, they just played their part. So cause I remember when I first saw the still of this of Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in Rollerblades and I just shook my head like, what the fuck is this? Expecting a Disney Channel type film. Yeah. And oh no, 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 no. Perfect, funny, just uplifting Everything about it was fantastic. It was. So if you haven't seen Barbie, one of the films of the year, in my eyes. I, I totally agree. I, I really agree. And it'll be interesting to see, because soon we'll be coming into award season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the the acting is incredible. As Claire's just pointed out to me, the directing was incredible. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Barbie gets any nods for the awards. I know, oh, I, I know it it's been yeah. nominated for a lot of golden globes. Cause I think they're the golden globes tends to kick off award season. Cause I think we took, we talked about it, didn't we? I think it's in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting because a lot of that, you know, they deserve it. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to save Saltburn. I'd like to talk about that in another episode because you two I mean, are going to yeah, if we've, if we've seen it, because we will watch that soon. Um, so, and also Babylon, I'm going to talk about a lot, but I might save that for when we're doing our favourite films of the year because yeah. it, it was up there. But I will just quickly chat. I watched a film called Maestro today, which is the Bradley Cooper uh, directed and starring film. Um, it's him playing Leonard Bernstein. And if you don't know who Leonard Bernstein is, he's like America's top um conductor um it's so it's kind of it's not about his life and his music which i think a lot of people's problem is so i think it got like 7.1 maybe on imdb okay so people didn't go mad for this film Mm. um i know there was a controversy with this film the only controversy that i'd seen before i'd heard anything else i I just saw it was a again it was just on like social media and it was people kicking off saying that he's it's racist because they've made Bradley Cooper look stereotypically overly Jewish. They've put a big, massive prosthetic nose on him. And I've seen it compared to the actual, I can't remember what you just said his name was. Leonard Bernstein. Compared to him, who doesn't have a very big nose. Yeah. So a lot of people straight away before his film was kicking out were going, well, you're just being racist. Yeah. Because you're just playing to racial stereotypes. So... That's the only thing I'd heard about yeah, this film. You see, I've not even seen that. I'd never seen this film. I'd never even heard of yeah, it yeah. until I was flicking through Netflix. And I went, 
fucking Bradley Cooper. Mm. And, and you know, at the bottom on the tags, it'll be like thriller, comedy, whatever. And it'll get, this one was like, um, I think it was like romance, um, biography, and then um, LGB, like, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. So I know nothing about Leonard Bernstein personally. No, I, I knew who he was. I knew, I knew about his um, music and stuff, but that's all I knew. So it's kind of the film is basically the story of his relationships. So his wife um, and then his relationship with his wife, but also his relationship with sort of like younger men and him still kind of being closeted gay, but his wife knew about it mm. and kind of that battle between the, in the relationship and, and all this going on. And at the same time, his wife was a big Broadway actress. Yeah. He's like the, the biggest conductor in the world. So both of their, um, you know, careers are massive at the time. Very interesting. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to watch this film and expect to see bloody any action scenes or anything like that. It starts in black and white. Um, and it kind of, as it goes on, it kind of moves into color, uh, as his life goes on. I just thought it was acted brilliantly. Yeah. It was produced by both Scorsese and Spielberg. Which is crazy. Madness. I mean, you're never going to get bigger producers than that. Are you? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I think this film is worth a watch. Yeah. I, I genuinely do. I, I, like I say, it's it's a biography, so you're not going to get a lot and it's not really about his music. It's about his relationships. And uh, you know interesting, what? Interesting. Yeah. Fair enough. I see why people will moan about that if they was missold. Yeah. If they thought it was going to be about Bernstein's music, but I didn't go in looking for that. I yeah. knew kind of what it was about because that's what it said on the tin. And you know, Bradley Cooper, he's a fantastic actor. And I love and him. And he's a great director as well. He's directed a lot of great films as well. So did he direct American Sniper? He I did, think he did. He? Yeah, that's he did. Yeah. Um, so you know you've got quality behind it. So you know it's not going to be shit. Absolutely. So that's another one that I will... I will recommend because I do, as I said to you, you see this time of year films with Oscars written all over it. Mm. And I think this is one that has Oscar written all really? over it. I do think it's definitely going to see a nod in some of the award ceremonies. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if it's flown too far under the radar. Well, yeah, I'd to, never even heard of it. To not pick up it. Cause yeah. it, it we're all, like I said, we're already golden globes have already been nominated. Maybe this film came out too late for them. Yeah. But yeah. Cause it's only it, just come out. He's had the, I, not that I'm aware of. I don't know the Golden Globe nominations off the top of my head, but I, he might be in there, but I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, so for me, because there's a couple more I want to talk about, but I'll do that later on when we're talking about best and worst. What about you, Ryan? What have you watched sort of recently? Well, we've had a couple of cinema trips recently, mm. which has been nice because it's the first time we've been to cinema for ages because obviously yeah. we have our unlimited cards, but we've been really neglecting them. So we've tried to see some of the big ones that are in the cinema. Um, probably the biggest one currently, we went to see Wonka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How um, is it? You know what? Again, going into it, I'd heard kind of mixed things. Some people had said they really liked it. Um, someone at work had said that their like daughter had gone to see it and absolutely hated it to the oh, point wow. where like they wanted to walk out. Oh, God. I was like, wow, that's a strong reaction mm -hmm. from something like, like this. I didn't think it'd be that controversial. Um so I went in with a very much open mind, really not not knowing, not knowing what to expect. Yeah. But I absolutely loved it. It was everything you'd expect, you know, from that sort of film. It's a family-friendly um, musical. It's, it gave, gave me throwback vibes to, like, you know, like your Mary Poppinses and yeah. that sort of thing where it's a little bit magical and fun and heartfelt at times and... 
you know, at the end, I found myself even like welling up a little bit because it, it was quite an emotional, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, it's just, it's just fun. And What's like, the story? It, yeah, wholesome. That's the, that's yeah. the word that I'm looking for. It's the story. is So it's a prequel. And I think that's right, perhaps okay. what's thrown, thrown a lot of people off because I think some people are going, gone in thinking, oh, it's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. But it's not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory at all. It's basically a prequel to the Gene Wilder, um, um, Willy Wonka film. Yeah. And so it's all about how Willy Wonka got set up. So okay. he, he's a nobody to start with. He yep. literally steps off the boat and he's like, I'm going to make it as a chocolate maker and I'm going to get a factory and I'm going to make it. And it's him trying to break into this um, world of chocolate. And he's like, you know, in the most pres- like prestigious chocolate making city and, you know, everyone's corrupt and the police are corrupt and they're in the pockets of like the chocolate makers. And, <laughs> and um, you know, it's all silly, you know, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. he's got to go fight against all the odds and, you know, it's all about him never giving up on his dreams and all the, like, the sort of cheesy but lovely and, like, wholesome moments where, it, like, you know, it's all those right messages. Yeah, of course. Believing in yourself and um, having the right people around you and friends and fighting for what you believe in. So it's, it ticks all those boxes. Some nice musical moments. The um, the scene, you know, some of, like, the stage, the set pieces are fantastic. It's just the guy who... um name escapes me off the top of my head but he did the paddington films oh yeah oh god um so love them films. so a director who's big in that field you know yeah. knows what he's doing and to create you know, those like magical, fam- family friendly magical film, film yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, so i loved it so i don't i do not get what any hatred from it is coming from i i really really don't get it so it absolutely baffles me that people wanted to walk out like I, mm. what are you expecting like i it just literally blows my mind. Absolutely insane. Yeah, it's mad, um, isn't it? Yeah, a lovely film. Definitely worth a watch. Again, something that you could easily re-watch time and time again. I would, in a lot of ways, probably say like an instant family classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find it really weird because I'll see Timothy Chalamet playing Willy Wonka, but I am playing a lot of COD with you at the minute, and my Timothy Chalamet is yeah. watching him run around in spandex shooting zombies at the minute. Yeah, yeah. You own the skin on COD. So I, I just do, see yeah. From, Timothy Chalamet running Timothy around Chalamet shooting Chalamet zombies. From June, yeah. <laughs> running around killing zombies. So I can't really see him as Willy Wonka right now. I know, yeah. And I think they handle it quite nicely because I've seen interviews even with Timothy Chalamet where he says, that, I, I, you know, he, even he says, I'm, a, I'm always wary when they um, recast a classical actor or character oh yeah um but because it's a prequel they very much get away with that he's not of just course, trying yeah. to he's got some of the mannerisms of gene wilder but he's not trying to be gene wilder yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's enough of a gap in time where you think well that's that's fine as a you know because gene wilder was middle-aged man you know yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in in one in willy wonka so oh, it's plenty of time to get fucked up yeah oh, <laughs> plenty of time to build a fucking weird ass riverboat <laughs> down a chocolate river <laughs> um but yeah, it's just it's just good. Like great cast, lots of recognisable faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, Claire was just mouthing to me there about Hugh Grant being an umpalumper, who's someone that likes to take the mick out of himself these days yeah. and is prepared to be the silly and stupid role. So yeah, it's really good, really worth a watch. I know a few people have gone to see it since and have loved it. So um, yeah, I feel like that'll be like the big blockbuster one. I know Timothy Chalamet's he's had a nomination for 
best actor in a musical or comedy oh, okay, cool. for, yeah, yeah. For, for Wonka. So maybe another one for the potential maybe. award season. I can't see him getting as far as Oscars, uh-huh. but good. Yeah, we'll nice, see. nice. Cool. And uh, the only other one we went to see, we went to see a bit of a random choice. We went to see Godzilla minus one. I did think this was random when you told me you was going to see it. Yeah, see, like, I a lot of people don't know this because... There's a whole Godzilla franchise at them out, out in the moment, isn't there? There's been loads of them. We've watched them all this year. So there was like Godzilla, then it was like Godzilla King of the Monsters and Godzilla versus, versus Kong. Kong. And there's another one coming out next year, Godzilla X. And they're all like the Hollywood blockbusters. But this one, Godzilla Minus One, is a Japanese film. Okay. So it's all in Japanese. It's all subtitled. And it's like a throwback to the original Kong. Oh, uh, Kong, Godzilla, really? sorry. And, wow. and it's um, set in just after world war two so it's post-war tokyo so it's like a very like dark and depressing time you know um because obviously japan lost the war they've had the nuclear um the bombs go off and stuff and at the heart of this film what i'm just gonna say straight away this film is incredible oh really it is sensational i absolutely loved it it was such a welcome change to say like i said we've watched all those godzilla films this year i've never watched any japanese godzilla films granted but it was it had everything um godzilla for one terrifying and i think that's what none of the other godzilla films i've seen have done he's just this big cgi monster he just smashes a whole city or whatever but also in the Hollywood versions, it's like, oh, he's not the bad guy. He's like an anti-hero. He yeah, doesn't mean yeah. to destroy our cities. Oh, he's actually our protector that's going to stop us from all these other scary monsters. He's just misunderstood. Now, in this, <laughs> Godzilla is coming to fuck up this, fuck up your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about what Godzilla represents, I think. He's like, because it's the the original Godzilla came out in like 1952, I think, or 53, maybe 54, something like that. So only, you know, not long after the end of World War Two. So it's all about he's like a rep, he's like a representation of the fear of nuclear war mm-hmm. and bombs just going off because he is the equivalent power. He's got his nuclear heat ray that he can just destroy a whole city with. Yeah, yeah. And that pe- like the Japanese people are living in constant fear of that. So that was really cool. Um, but what makes this film work is yeah, you, you actually care about the characters. It's very much a human story, isn't it? They, um, uh, so the main character is a Japanese fighter pilot who's a kamikaze pilot. And it starts, the opening scene is him, him lands on an island during the war. And um, he's like, oh, my, basically, oh, there's something wrong with my plane. Can you have it checked out? And they check it out. It's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with your plane. Turns out he basically didn't want he to... He didn't want to die, He yeah. didn't want to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then before anything happens, like Godzilla attacks and, you know, destroys it. So the film's all about him trying to deal with, like, PTSD and survivor's guilt. And, like, his family were killed in the bombings. And, like, people are blaming him and calling him a coward. And, you know, people... Sh- if it's it, you know, literally one of the early scenes, it's like a, his old neighbor comes up to him and says, it's because of people like you why we lost the war. And it's like, fucking hell. It deals with all real serious themes of like nationalism and the futility of war. You could get rid of Godzilla. Just, he do not need to be yeah. about it. You've got this whole story and you're like, fuck, this is deep and dark. And 
in them trying to build like these survivors trying to build up their lives following the war but then you're just throwing godzilla who's this terrifying beast that can turn up and there's really heroic scenes in it the music's amazing and i love the way that godzilla looks like they've made him intentionally look like because the original godzilla was a man in a suit oh yeah yeah of course so yeah. that he looks like he's a man in a suit but uh, like a modern cgi version so he yeah, looks yeah, yeah. great and some of the best scenes it's like there doesn't need to be big over-the-top cgi one of my favorite scenes is they're in a boat um like a small boat because one of their jobs is they have to clean up the landmines that have been left in the sea after the war and then godzilla's after them and he's just, you can see his scales coming out the water and he's just swimming towards them and they're fucking full throttle trying to get away from him. And then like, his head just pokes up above the water level. His oh. eyes are just staring at him. And you're just like, fucking drive quicker. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, And it's just simple, but it creates tension. Yeah, and it's of like, course, yeah. It's believable. Like, I think that's, what, with a lot of those films, the scale makes, it's too big. You're not feeling for anyone. It's almost like lost. So... What a great anyway, what yeah, what a great film. I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Um the easily the best Godzilla film, maybe the best monster film really? I've wow. ever seen. Interesting. It was fantastic. Um yeah, really, really, really good. Definitely big recommend. And that was really nice to see because it's it's nice to see that it got like a big cinema release. Because yeah, like, yeah. especially a foreign film. You know, we managed to see it at our local cinema, you know, in, in the town, which is a tiny cinema. Mm -hmm. And there's still a couple of showings of that every day. Oh, brilliant. So that's really nice to see because, yeah. and I think that's been going on its merit because it's been critically acclaimed. I think it's currently got something like um, 8.4 on IMDb. Oh, really? Wow. It's currently like the top 250 films of all time. Jesus. You know, it's that well thought of. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that'll go down over time. They always do, but. That's the standard it's at. So big recommendation there. Amazing. Definitely go see that. What I absolutely love is like listening to this podcast, people, you know, will always expect me to go, oh, I've watched a, I've watched a horror film. But people are now expecting you to go, yeah, I've watched this film that's um, post-war Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Most films you've watched recently are post-war uh, Tokyo. Well, when we actually get into, get into our, like, 2023 wrapped, we'll see just how many Japanese films i watched this year. It's a lot. <laughs> you bring the horror, it. I bring the Japanese films. <laughs> cool. Is there any more that you want to go through before we uh, have a snicky snack? Uh, you know what? I'm very snackish. I think we've we've talked a lot. Cool. Well, it's about good timing and we're half hour in, so let's uh, get old Drewbo over for a little sing-song. Yeah. We'll have a little snack. Lovely. Drew, sing us in, baby. Here come Sam and Ryan, listen to them both speak. They've come for hours all with their pop culture critique. But are you even a nerd if you don't overread? So come on, everybody, it's the snack of the week. Thank you, Drew, you handsome, handsome man. I miss him. Yeah, I've so not seen him for a long time. I know. I might have had a chance to see him the other day, but I had COVID. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ryan, yeah. stop getting COVID from me. <laughs> cough. See, I cough. Look at you. Oh, I'm, I'm fucked now, aren't I? Yeah. Um, right, let's talk about this snack situation because we are swimming. We are drowning in, <laughs> in snacks, snacks currently. That doesn't mean don't send them in. Oh, no. It's nice. But just maybe send us stuff in that doesn't have an immediate um, expiration date. Yes, yes, because... Uh, 
people are pulling through, aren't they? Oh, really? Like big time. So uh, last week we got some from my brother. Yes. We've not done that episode yet, but we're doing that one in a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was good, that. That was really good. So well remembered. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That was good. Um, like seamless. No one will ever know. No one will ever know until <laughs> yeah. I point out. <laughs> <laughs> so talk us through, because you've been handed a lot recently. So talk us through what's going on here. I have. So I've been given a lot from, from lots, like loads of people have just been handing us multiple snacks as well. Yeah. I mean, my sister, bless her, has done us a lovely um, Christmas special in a sort of hamper style. And she's given, returned us our mystery box that she won uh, when we did the giveaway and has just filled it with snacks for us. What a babe. I know. Still so, not mate your sister. Because that I seems was crazy. ill last yeah. time. Yeah, it'll happen one day. It'll happen day. soon, Jess. I mean, she just still sends us stuff. So That's yeah, great. So we just pulled randomly from the mystery box today, haven't we? We have indeed, yeah. Um, so what 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 did you pull out? So what I pulled out first was putty. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just saw this box of what looks <laughs> like I don't know military rations, and I went, yeah. "Should we have this?" And Claire went, "Sam, that's glue." That's, yeah, it's like glue that my dad lent me that just got put in the box when I picked it up from <laughs> from their house. So after I put that down, <laughs> yeah. I picked up some milk chocolate gonks. Mm, very festive. Very festive. We just had the old Christmas period. We have, and uh, these look kind of nice. Yeah, they do. So, um, what's your thought? What's your thoughts on on a gonk? Well, you know what? Not a fan of a gonk. Really? Why? I'll tell you for why. It's because my mum used to make gonks. Oh, really? And uh, she'd just make them for little and all the time. Mm. For every, oh, here, have an Easter gonk. Have a Christmas gonk. Have a Thursday gonk. Yeah. So my house was just full of gonks that I had nowhere to put. So now I ate them. Ah, see, I like the gonks. So, yeah, we no, don't have enough gonks in our house. Let me find out my gonks, mate. I yeah, think, I think yeah. they all went in the bin, but if I oh, find any gonks. that's a shame. Don't get me wrong. Top fucking quality gonks. Well, it, she used to sell them for like a good price. Well, but so does many of the spare ones. Fucking gonks, man. Send them our way. So, uh, but this one looks good because this one, my friend, is a milk chocolate gonk filled with a creamy chocolate filling and crisped rice. Mmm, delicious. Dairy fine. Well, I've ripped my gonks hat off, so I'm going to start with that. Oh, I'm already into it. I'm, I'm going for a lot, mate. So, uh, It's very creamy in the middle. Oh, oh yeah, that is that is creamy delicious. Oh yeah, interesting. It's rice in the middle. Hmm. I would have thought it's like a rice crispy snack in it. Yeah. Oh, it's very sickly though. I could eat a whole one though. I'm struggling after one bite. After just the after just the hat. Yeah, Claire, you might have to finish it off. <laughs> Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these are from Aldi, um, and they are part of the Rainforest Alliance. Nice, That's good to know. Yeah, so it's supporting a good cause. You look confused. You've not lost a tooth, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normally, that's what happens. <laughs> you look confused and worried. <laughs> It kind of felt like popping candy in my mouth for a minute. Mm, yeah. Them little it's, rice it's crispy the, bits. The, the, the little rice pops, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hold on, let me count them. One, two, three. All right, we're yeah. fine. <laughs> I've got all my teeth still. Mm. Oh, mm. lovely. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jess. Uh, Ryan talks. I've put way too much chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take us a while to get through our backlog of snacks. I know. Mm. Which is... 
Again, not a problem well, well, at, well, at well. all. Well. But please don't be offended if we've not got to your snack just yet. Yeah, we'll get there. We will get there. Yeah. And we do appreciate you. Thanks for sending us all so snacks. much. And they're all looking amazing. Oh, yeah, I know. Which is nice because we mm. did go through a big period this year where we were just getting weird and sometimes awful, mm-hmm. awful snacks. The apple milk is still <clears throat> the worst for me, I think. Did your sister get us that as well? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, did, yeah. yeah. I feel like this is like... She's really up to like, getting yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feels bad, so she's made us a mystery box. She's the best. Yeah. Um, You've forgiven, Jess. Absolutely. Finally. Absolutely. A little, little sip of whiskey after that, I think. Yeah. A little bourbon. Do, do you know what the difference between a bourbon and a whiskey is? Yeah, actually, I do. Go on. A bourbon is also a biscuit. A whiskey is not. <laughs> That's correct. Well done. <laughs> a bourbon is made, we think we said Kentucky. Yeah. And it has to be made with a certain grain in a certain barrel, is it? I think so. Certain oak, like in wooden oak barrels or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But we're on the Wood- Woodford Reserve. We are. Was that Which Christmas is... present or was that something you treated yourself to? Just treated myself to. I do like a Woodford, as you well know. I, I do, mate. You know what? It's been a while since I've sat here and supped whiskey, because normally I just get a cheap bottle of something and mix it with Coke. Yeah. I'm, I'm on it to get wankered. Mm, yeah. Um, a couple of nice bottles of rum for Christmas. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll bring some round, mate. Yeah, nice. I can't remember. Is it Apple Yard? Is that, is that the rum make? I can't remember. Might be. Josh, Josh bought me it, but that, that was nice. He bought a couple of other little oh, random nice. ones. And then just a staple Kraken. Yeah. So we said, let's have a couple Kraken mm. on Christmas. We'd already had a skin full of beer and a few Baileys. Yeah. And then we drank nearly a full bottle of Kraken. <laughs> and then at 3 a.m. when we couldn't see Diard anymore, we went to bed. <laughs> Incredible. Diard Incredible. just disappeared from our eyes because yeah, I couldn't yeah. see the screen and that was that. Fantastic. Right, should we talk about the films that we've seen this year? Then let's should we talk do it. about how many we've done? It's been, it's been a mission this year because I felt like I was really on it because last year... Obviously, we started the podcast last year and I was already, we started the podcast towards the end of, of the year, didn't we? So I was already well into my um, my year-long mission and I didn't make my total last year. I no, got you to, didn't. You was like I got two to, hours. I got to 50. So I was on it this year and I do think it's helped because we've been doing the podcast all year. So it's, you know, really given us purpose. I know we don't just talk about film, but film is a big part of that. And... Yeah, I've just, I just I desperately wanted to do it because I think yeah. I failed for the last couple of years. So I was like, I've got to finally get to my 52. So we made a big deal out of it this year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I've smashed it. 74 films I've oh, done this year. Oh, legend. I've got 71. Oh, nice. Nice. Very close. Very similar. Very similar. Which, you know, that's a lot of a lot of films that we've watched. Um, All films I've never seen. When I'm flicking through, it's nice to look through um, at my list and I can see where I've gone through like phases. Yeah. So like the start <laughs> of the year, it's like a timeline. Like, so the start of the year was um, very much like Oscar season. Yeah. So everything everywhere all at once, Banshees of Inner Sharing, yeah, Avatar, too. The Way of Water. So it was all that. Then I went on a massive Nicolas Cage binge. Oh yeah. And I've yeah, got loads, that. loads of those like, Willy's Wonderland, Mandy, Gone in 60 Seconds, Ghost Rider, 8mm, the list goes on. And then, you know, I went on my big Japanese binge, you know, that like in the middle of the year, I've got Rashomon, Yojimbo, Sanjuro, Throne of Blood, Harakiri, all back to back. Um, then obviously 
it very veers off to the weird and wonderful everywhere. Um, Oppenheimer, Barbie, again, some of the big ones, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And at, towards the end of the year as well, I had another big run on the um, Japanese ones, Hidden Fortress, Stray Dog, Drunken Angel, which I talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in amongst all of those, um, like, little runs that I did, all those little uh, themes littered throughout the entirety of the year, horror films. Yeah. Like, everywhere. Like, it's like, I clearly just, they, they're almost like my default this year. Yeah. It's like, I go on a little run. I, okay, I've watched some, like, okay, I've just watched like five Japanese films back to back. Um, What shall I watch now? I'll watch a couple of horror films. Um, Oh, I've just watched some, come into the cinema to watch a couple of films. What shall I go see now? Some horror films. And, I've got such a um, variety of horror as well. Like we've been quite on it this year. I went to the cinema to see quite a few brand new horror films that have come out. So yeah. looking at films that I went to see at the cinema, you know, I went to see the new Scream film. We went to see Megan at the start of the year. Um, but I also, I see, I'll, I've watched a lot of classics this year, which has been nice in terms of the horror world. I finally saw The Ring, the Japanese Ring, which I've wanted to watch for years and years. Uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I've seen. That was a big a big tick for my list. Um, and then some, even some of the modern classics like that you told me what to watch, like The Babadook or yeah. like Child's Play, you know, oh, of course. Army yeah, of yeah, Darkness. Yeah. These are like, um, like absolute iconic horror films so it's been nice to tick some of them off as well as like absolute garbage oh there's films. been some garbage i just um, quickly whilst you're talking then added up so out of the 71 i watched 40 of them were horror wow 40. bloody hell that's insane yeah see i've done like a little i've tried to do like a little 2023 wrapped <clears throat> thing so you know how we um you do on you get on spotify so yeah my, i didn't know you was doing that i would have done it myself yeah anyway. just added quickly like, it was just literally last night i quickly jotted it up jotted down so just i was just curious so out of my Horror was the biggest genre I watched this year. And out of my 74, 5, 10, 15, 22 were horror. So yeah. a good chunk were horror. And again, that that's a massive variety of horror. Some are like, you know, out and out horror, like, you know, The Ring, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But then you've got your extreme gore ones. Like we've got the two Terrifier films yeah. on there. Yeah. But also like, some bit more like action horror. Like I've got Fright Night on there. I've got Renfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, even like Haunted Mansion, I put as horror because yeah, it was yeah. like, but that's yeah, like a kid, but it's like a kid's horror. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I I classed the blackening as horror because it was horror comedy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, some really cool ones. Some some variety. The Black Phone I watched this year, which was cool. That was good. Ethan um, Hawke again. Big Ethan Hawke fan. Um. So yeah, I've yeah my biggest like if we're, if I'm sticking with my genres then so yeah twenty two um, horror films six no eleven Japanese films I've watched Amazing. this year so eleven Japanese films including I, minus one including Godzilla minus yeah. one yeah um, like I said uh, on a few episodes ago most of those were the classic Japanese. Um, 50s and 60s cinema akira kurosawa the director so i've watched seven of his seven of those 11 um were his films so like old school 
40s, 50s and 60s. I think the oldest film I've watched this year was one of his, which was Drunken Angel, which is the one I talked about before, about yes. the, yeah. the Doctor and the Yakuza boss and how mm -hmm. their relationship forms. 1948, Madness. that film came out. Madness. So that's the oldest film I've watched this year. But yeah, seven, seven Akira Kurosawa films this year. So it's been a big... In terms of director, he's the that director I've easily watched the most. Yeah, yeah, It's like the year of Akira Kurosawa for me in a lot of ways. If it was on my wrapped, it'd be coming up as he's my top director. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then linked to that, obviously, <laughs> um, in terms of top actors, Toshira Mifune and Takeshi Shimura are in all of those all, films. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've watched seven of their films as well, because like I said before, he uses a lot of the same actors. There's probably a lot of other actors that are in there in minor roles, but they're generally his two stars, mm -hmm. especially Toshiro Mifune, who was like the big, big icon of the, of the era. So I've loved that this year. I've really enjoyed going on that journey. I want to continue that into next year because I think Akira Kurosawa, like I said before, he's considered one of the, greatest film directors of all time and Toshiro Mifune considered one of the greatest actors of all time and I think they did about 16 films together and Akira Kurosawa's done like 33 films in total I would love to say that I've watched all of his films oh, yeah, that'd be banging, so yeah. I've watched seven new ones this year I think I've I have seen some of his before like seven samurai and stuff so I'm gonna try and carry that on this year and work my way through some of that but I've really enjoyed that I have watched some of the more modern ones like Japanese ones like the Godzilla minus one, mm -hmm. the ring. Yeah. Um, I think I've got a studio Ghibli film in there as well. Actually, oh, okay. I think what well, I've not seen this before. Um, Kiki's delivery service. Oh, I've uh, never seen that. No, I we're not seen it. We watched it when we went camping and we just watched it on the laptop. So that was quite nice. Cause yeah. I do love the studio Ghibli stuff. Um, which I always forget, you know, is, is anime classic yeah, Japanese. But, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, it's been, yeah, been nice. And what's been interesting, if you look at the genre as well, like superhero, well down. I, yeah. watched, I watched five superhero films this year and that includes some old ones like Ghost Rider. Mm. Um, so only only five. So in terms of the Marvel ones this year, I think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Ah, oh, shit. Have I got that on here? um ryan i did 72 films <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so yeah a variety so not many superhero films the, like i said this year i would say it's been if i was to sum up my year of film horror and J japanese how random yeah yeah <laughs> but it's been great like i've absolutely loved the horror stuff this year because i've always been a horror fan but it, unlike you Horror's never been like my go-to. Yeah, I need yeah, to I need to really be in the yeah, mood yeah. to watch horror. And I sort of have to psych myself up. Whereas this time, this year, I've been much more like yourself and just thought, I really fancy a horror film. Yeah. And then I'd watch one. I'm like, I want to watch another one. Yeah, yeah. And I've had that sort of real drive and real buzz. I've really, I've really loved that. And I think that's something, again, I'll, I'll probably take uh, take on into next year. And because I know it's something that we can bond over a lot as well. Definitely, so yeah. um, 
And as you've seen, there's not many I've not seen at this stage. Oh, you're struggling. <laughs> I imagine you're absolutely scraping the barrel and watching things like Scrotum and Sloth, whatever oh, it's called. Oh, God, yeah. I, I watched one called um, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, which <laughs> had like two stars on Amazon Prime. Oh, no. It was like a handheld cult-type bullshit <laughs> yeah. film, yeah. I've seen some crap this year, mate. Yeah, see, I've, I've not watched anything that I would consider... I've watched some bad films, but nothing like that where it's pure... Not even B movie, like C D movie. You watched shit. Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey with me. I've not seen the end. I've not seen the end, so I've not wrote I've not yeah. wrote it down. Yeah. So otherwise that would have been on the list. Yeah. Oh no, I've seen some dog shit. Um for me, there's no real like bar forty of the seventy two films were horror. There's no real like trend throughout mine. So obviously yeah. like yourself, beginning of the year, Banshees, everything, everywhere all at once. Um Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Elvis, all the sort of big Yeah, the big, the big Oscar ones, yeah. I think All Quiet on the Western Front was another one that I had, you know, yeah. like all the big... Oh, yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front was there. But I've had a couple here that um, I was forced to watch because of Little End, so she was massive into Gremlins at one stage, even though they gave them <laughs> fucking nightmares. Yeah. So I'd never seen Gremlins 2, so I got to watch that for the first time. Um, I watched Tangled for the first time. What a delightful film! Wow, that that's incredible. Um, the Magical Elephant, um, Super Mario Bros. film. So I watched a few sort of like more kiddie films, uh, which was pretty nice. Obviously, Spider Man's in there, but I watched that for me. Um, so I mean, there are some classics in here. You know, I mean, Elvis, Top Gun. All oh, of, they're like proper modern classics. Last fantastic year. films. Yeah, all last year fucking big hitters. Yeah, I yeah. Got to see um, horror wise. The new Candyman kind of stood out a little bit for me. Um, some that I was really looking forward to, so Evil Dead Rises, which was great. Cobweb, I really enjoyed Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, Cobweb, which I was, I could not wait for. Absolute dog shit. Yeah, Exorcist, um, Believer, dog shit. Yeah, Talk to me that. was fantastic. That was yeah. I see you was really good. Um, I watched one called Lucky Bastards. Did I tell you about that? I don't think so. It's basically about like a porn company. Right, was doing a like if you win this competition, you can get filmed shagging a porn star. Okay, and then the guy who's supposed to be shagging her couldn't get it up, and then goes on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're, they're the sort of films. Uh, I was, yeah, they're the sort of films I was watching, mate. Um, so yeah, so going through mine, really a lot that we've already spoke about on the film uh, on the podcast, but there's no real sort of like trend or trend anything. Yeah, bar, just horror, horror, horror. Like, yeah, go through it. Um, I've see, I've got another big theme that i've missed out that if i said if, if i'm summarizing my year i've said it's it it's obviously horror and japanese but there's one massive theme that i've missed i've because my biggest actor that takes the the cake this year mr nicholas cage of course where well, you went through that i went on a massive, massive nicholas cage binge and i've watched 10 nicholas new nicholas cage films this year 10 of his films that I'd never seen before, as well as I've rewatched loads of his classics I had seen. I think we watched Con Air a couple of times, at least this year, The Rock, um, all those. But I went on, yeah, like you could just look at it here, like at, near the start of the year, I watched Willy's Wonderland, Mandy, Vengeance, oh, A Love Story, God. Gone in 60 Seconds, Ghost Rider, Leaving Las Vegas, 8mm, City of Angels, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, all back to back pretty my much God. eight millimeter yeah is one of my that and mandy are probably my two favorite nick cage films wow yeah and, man mandy was sensational yeah probably uh, probably the best one i'm tr 
trying to see because I've seen some of the others that are scattered about, like Renfield's, not that I've seen throughout the year as well. But in terms of that big group, it was really nice to watch Leaving Las Vegas because that's the one he won the Oscar for, yeah. the best actor. So that, that was really film, yeah. that was really good to see. But again, what not one that um, I would class that as an Oscar film in yeah, a lot yeah. of ways. Like it's one of those uh, like the performances are great. Glad I've seen it. Not in a rush to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Mandy sensational yeah and maybe my secret favorite willie's wonderland oh it's oh, so good like so, good. so enjoyable <laughs> enjoyable and i could probably re-watch that time and time again yeah i can't we've definitely spoke about this on the podcast but i generally can't remember the conversation how did you feel about eight millimeter because um, it's probably not really like the what the film's context is probably isn't your wheelhouse and probably something that no, may yeah, so I would see you being uncomfortable watching a film like that. No, not at all. Like, I re- I did enjoy it. I think what my issue with eight millimeter is I really love the start of it and like maybe the first three quarters of the film because it's all about like this seedy underbelly and he's like investigating like like um snuff films, isn't it? Yeah. And like um extreme porn and stuff yeah. so it's all like this underground porn world because he's he, you know he's like a private investigator isn't he I and think. our boy whacking phoenix yeah like in one of his early roles and that was really good because it was almost giving me like seven vibes yeah yeah it just got it the ending for me was a bit shit because yeah, then it turned yeah. into like a almost it fell into almost like a little bit of conair slash the rock so yeah, like a cheesy yeah. 90s action finale when i think it would have been better if it just kept at that same tone so i really enjoyed it i feel like that yeah like for me just for me personally the ending or the last like quarter of the film is what probably just dipped in quality i think if it stuck at that sort of that level that theme that level of darkness throughout it would have been one of his best yeah 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 um yeah i've, I've definitely found a theme reading through my thing go on my theme is <laughs> It's loads of horror, and then you see the point where it's like, shit, I can't just have horror on this list, so then I go and watch a normal film. Right, okay. So it's like um, Last Night in Soho, Candyman, 21, Possum, Nocebo, and then Killing of a Sacred Deer. <laughs> then <laughs> and then I, I watched like Spider-Man afterwards, then The Blackening, Deep yeah. House, um, Pet, Terrifier, then um, Accused. Did you watch Accused? I think it was on Netflix. No, I don't think I did. It's about a guy who gets accused of, I think it's a terrorist attack. He's literally just at home, right? just chilling, and he's like on bloody Facebook or whatever, and uh, a terrorist attack happens. And um, and he's like a British-born Muslim or something. And um, he's just sort of sat at home looking on, and it's all going mad that, you know, all, all this shit, this, um, this bombing's happened, and then he falls asleep. But as it's happening, there's like pictures put out of like the suspect and then people start accusing it of being him and then bit by bit it's we need to find this guy and we need to kill him so 90% of the film is just set around him not knowing what to do he can't leave the house he's ringing the police they're like well can't right, really do anything okay. don't go anywhere yeah then it gets a bit mad at the end because people start trying to break into his house to kill him thinking he's a you know he's a terrorist and it is quite a good film you know like that sounds yeah who's not, in it not who's massive, in it no one really that I recognize right fair. um so no one like real massive, but and it wasn't like huge when it came out. It's just one of those films that was like a bit of a thinker. Yeah. You know, okay. like the power of social media and all that sort of thing these days. Like yeah. it was genuinely quite good. 
Um, have you got any like standout films that we've not discussed? Because we we tend to talk a lot about. Y- films we have, we have, and we've talked about a lot. So like, some of the ones that like must. Obviously, for me, the standout ones, like like the Akira Kurosawa stuff is all classic stuff, and I've loved all of that. And But I've talked about that already. Some of the big ones that I've watched this year that I've not... I don't think I've spoke about at all, but are absolute classic films. Training Day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I watched that for the first time this year. Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke. Um, what a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Ethan Hawke again. Ethan Hawke again. <laughs> he's, he's been here a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he's just... He's dipped in and out. Like, I think I've watched... I've not watched loads of his. I think Training Day, The Black Phone, and Leave the World Behind are the only ones I've watched of his this year. Um, but Training Day is the one that he got nominated for the Oscar for Best Actor for. Denzel won the Oscar, I think, for uh-huh. Best Actor. Uh, or Ethan was Best Supporting Actor. Um but for those that don't know about Training Day, it follows like a day in the in Denzel Washington's this um, experienced detective and Ethan Hawke's going out for a ride along as the new detective on the te- joining the team. It's like an audition or like or like a like a job interview to see yeah, yeah, if he's yeah. good enough to get into the team. And Denzel's character is like off the chain, isn't he? He's, he's this absolute maverick, this rogue who's like breaking all the rules and he's sort of like oh well you've got to be this way if you want to make it on the streets mm-hmm. and pushing him really hard it's all about those moral decisions those moral dilemmas denzel's incredible yeah, isn't it? yeah he's absolutely incredible like his character is unhinged and but ethan hawk is equally brilliant as he's the one that we're like him like this like the normal people like going, Oh my God, you like, can't what? do that. You can't do that. What the fuck do I do in this situation? Like, and just being like, so he's, there's a lot of like subtlety and nuances in a lot of their performances. And what a film. Like, I, I think I watched it on my own. I was like, that was brilliant. And then like the following week I made Claire watch it and we watched it again. Oh and, wow. Like, it's one of them. Now I could wa- watch that again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we spoke about that at no, all. We didn't, um, no. But yeah, what a great film that was. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to have a flick through now because I've like, with 74 films, it's it is a lot. Yeah, like one of the big ones is uh, for me a real, real standout one was a Japanese one called Harakiri, and that's not directed by Akira Kurosawa, um, and it's not got any of those actors that I mentioned before. Um, and that story. In some ways, that might be the best. Might be the best film I watched this year. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Um, so obviously, Harakiri, the act of Harakiri, is the ritual suicide. You know, the, the samurai's oh. way. They they in the go, belly twist, twist, go pull, yeah. and then get beheaded. Yeah. So that's what Harakiri is. Yeah. Um. So this film, I, I see. I get if I can. Uh, so nineteen sixty two. Um. So also known as Seppuku, which is same as Harakiri. Mm-hmm. So the the the, the um, it's quite a long film, two hours fifteen. So the premise of this one is when a Ronin requesting Seppuku at a feudal lord's palace is told of the brutal suicide of another Ronin who previously visited, he reveals how their pasts are intertwined, and in so doing, and in doing so, challenges the clan's integrity. So basically, a Ronin. So a Ronin is a samurai who has no master. Um, turns up at this palace, 
because he wants to commit seppuku because he wants to die honorably but he has to do it like properly like yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, the ritual has to be followed yeah. he can't just do it himself in the streets like a dog you know they're all it's all about honor and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah like it says there he's like this old like sort of grizzled samurai like ronin samurai and then it flashes back to this other samurai that did seppuku and it, it's like this mystery and it involves unv- and like the storyline intertwines and the the more you get through the story the more the more you get through the current story with the current ronin he reveals that he actually knows more and more he's like well actually what you're saying there isn't true because i know this this person did this and this and it reveals more of the mystery and it's sensational like wow i'm not going to give anything away because i don't want to ruin the twists but wow like honestly the twists in that film are incredible it's storytelling at its finest um it's what's insane as well is the fight scenes in that i've read i've read the trivia before they use real swords so the lead actor was fucking terrified that he was just going to get his head chopped off jesus like um it's so um masaki kobayashi is the director not don't know much about him other than i know he is a really renowned director as well in that field so yeah 1962 that film came out on imdb 8.6 8.6 jesus it currently sits at the 45th greatest film of all time wow. okay. and for good reason i would urge you to watch it honestly like yeah, the yeah. storytelling it just stuck with me i like i couldn't yeah that was that was one and i know we've not spoken about that but i would probably say that's the best film i've watched this year maybe yeah I would, yeah i'd probably say that's the top spot because like i said what a film, what a film even now holds up really well because there's not loads of action in it, but you know the action's real because they're using fucking real swords for God's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just crazy, crazy. But that, in terms of the best, that's, that was the standout. In terms of worst... Uh, I've got too many to go on on worst. <laughs> well, what was your best? Go on then, what was your best this year? We'll, do I mean, be- we'll both do best then, we'll both do worst. Obviously, up until today, we probably would have been looking at Banshee's um, oh yeah know, of course yeah looking at that probably barbie would have been up there yeah. i absolutely fucking love that but today i decided to watch film before i come here yep um which i mentioned a bit earlier on i watched a film called babylon which came out i think it was the end of last year mm. so it's a damien chazelle film and i love damien chazelle anyway i think he's fucking, he's a fantastic act um director sorry um brad pitt uh margot robbie every single person in this film you recognize Wow. Every yeah. single person. I clicked on the cast list to have a look. Because every time I was like, fuck what's in, fuck what's in, fuck what's in, stuff like that. Because um, it's just everyone. And when I click on the click cast list, it was 462 people. Wow. 462 people. That's crazy. So the story of Babylon is, right, what I'm going to say was, so I'm not going to lie, I heard this film was a bit raunchy. Yeah, okay. And it, had, and it had Margot Robbie in it. So that's what piqued me interest. Yeah. Because... I am in love with Margot Robbie. She's a lovely young lady. Um, so I was very interested in in what goes on in this film. Then um, I went, right, okay, so it's on Sky, three hours, 10 minutes, or something, three yeah, hours, yeah. 14 minutes, or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? I can't hold my attention for this long. It's not going to happen. So right, I'll just bang it on, see what happens. The first 20 minutes of this film <laughs> was some of the best 20 minutes I've ever seen. Wow. It's just a party that's going on. Um big hollywood party 
no holds barred, just debauchery. Yeah. It's horrendous. It, it, there's just people being shagged everywhere, naked women. There's an elephant that runs through the room at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they open this box and it's like a midget on a fucking, um, what you call that pogo stick yeah, that's yeah, shaped yeah. like a cock mm-hmm. and it's just shooting jizz into the crowd like real just like what the fuck's going on here um and it's kind of following this like bartender type person who's trying to keep everything normal an actress dies upstairs and like the main bartender slash person involved is flea okay which is amazing yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. so good in this film and so you're sort of slowly being introduced to these characters margot robbie comes in she like tries to fake away into this party manages to get in and just goes absolutely nuts the story from there on out is she kind of gets a chance to be in a film yeah this bartender who just wants to be on a movie set ends up being pulled along with brad pitt's character who's a director and he's like i can use you for something yeah just, just come with me and it's kind of following those Two's rise to fame so she becomes a really famous act, uh, actress he becomes like the right hand man on a film set because he can just get anything done but whilst you're watching it it's also about the change of hollywood so the beginning is set in 1929 yeah so it's all um silent film yeah okay. so as it's going on the talkies are now out yeah so it's showing how a lot of these actors and actresses have no idea how to act anymore because yeah, they yeah. Have to talk. Their whole craft has changed. Yeah, and they don't know how to film a film because everyone's got to be completely silent. If someone sneezes, the film's fucked. And yeah, yeah. Like, it, there's this scene where they're trying to get this one scene with Margot Robbie, and the pressure and the tension trying to watch this scene whilst because no one can make a single noise. Like you can't wear a watch because the tick will be yeah, picked up yeah. on. A, honestly, so much goes in this on in this film for three hours ten minutes. And I think I said to you when you got here, if this out, if this film was a twelve-hour film, I'd still be at home watching it. Yeah, now. that's cool. It was insane. There's some mad, mad, mad scenes. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire's randomly in it as a drug kingpin who just looks <laughs> absolutely fucked, and he takes them to this like underground um, party mm. where there's an alligator and a big, massive, muscly man <laughs> eating rats. Like it's just it's awesome. Off it's not, but like the background stories of Margot Robbie, Robbie's character, who is just like. Um, She's an alcoholic. She's a gambler. So her image is getting completely twisted. So they're yeah. trying to bring her okay. image back to make her more accessible to the to the real world. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, mate, it's I can't describe everything that goes on in this film because so much happens. Yeah, well, it, it is unreal. I really want to watch it. Even from the trailer, I saw the trailer. I was like, you could tell there was a hell of a lot happening. Oh, so God. many moving parts in that film. And it looked entertaining as anything. It's one of them that we just missed in the cinema. I was the and same. It, and it just passed us yeah. by. So it's definitely one I want to watch. And now that you're like singing its praises that massively, I'll, I'll, I'll try and check it out sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I think anyone that does come across this film that goes, oh, I kind of want to watch that, but fuck three and a quarter hours. Yeah. It is worth every single second. Wow. I think a lot of films you can look at like that and go, you can remove this part. You can remove that part. I'm sure many people who watch this film, they go, you could get rid of that. Yeah. No. But give, for give, you, give me more. You want more. I want more. Yeah. I absolutely adored it. <clears throat> and what Damien Chazelle does amazingly as well. I mean, this guy, his direction and everything is fantastic. But right at the very end, um, one of the guys is in a cinema watching like singing in the rain. And then it kind of, it goes away from the film and he just does this montage of the history of film. 
Wow. From early, early, early films yeah. up until like it's showing Top Gun, it's showing Avatar. It's like just this random montage of how much the movie movie industry it's has changed. moved on. Yeah. It's insane. That man. sounds so cool. I got goosebumps so many times watching this film. I mean, as I laughed, I cried, I did every emotion. Yeah. As film lovers oh, that we are, that God, sounds yes. incredible. You would adore this film. Yeah. Yeah. For what I, it is. I'll definitely, definitely watch it. So that by far but you know i mean bloody we have some epics in, oh in we've the had Oscars. some great films this, this year like, like there's some huge huge films like everything everywhere at once banshees were all massive elvis, you know top gun, elvis top gun Western Front. guardians of the galaxy volume three yeah. how good was that massive. um spider-man across the spider-verse oppenheimer obviously you know these are all huge huge films it's been a great year for cinema. It really, it has. really has, and like not, and just a great year for for me watching film. I've absolutely loved this year. I've watched so many good ones. Um, looking at my twenty twenty three wrapped, fourteen new films I saw at the cinema. Cool. Not a bit disappointed. Wanted to see more. Um, yeah, I it's saw just two or three, you know. Um, but I did go to the cinema as well, and we saw some of the like classics as well. Managed to see Aliens this year in the cinema, one of my favourite films of, of yes, all time. Mate. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah, so it's been it's been a mixed bag. What come on then? What <laughs> what's getting your worst spot? Worst spot for me. I mean, like I say, a lot of this will mean nothing to you guys, but like that Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, would be up there. Obviously, Scrotum. Um, God, I've watched so many films like that. That was just absolute, just trash, trash. Yeah, Trump, no, I'm not even gonna say it's the worst film. That was just the most sick film I've ever seen. Slot, I'm giving it to Slother House. Slother House. I'm giving it to Slother House. This was recommended to me by our friend Max. Right. Max okay. just went. Have you ever heard of a film called Slother House? I went no. He said, oh, it's about a killer sloth called Alpha. Two minutes later, it was on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, wow. Um, that's yeah, that's going that's going there. What what about you? Um I think for me, uh, having a quick flick through, I think it's between two. Um Velvet Buzzsaw. I hated that film. Oh, I loved that film. I thought it was awful it like was off its tits. It, off its tits for those that don't know what velvet buzzsaw is it's a i can't remember if we spoke about it or not but it's a it's got a great great cast it's um jake gyllenhaal um he's an art dealer and it's all about these pretentious art um yeah like art dealers and critics and art artists and it's in like this world, I don't know, like New York or whatever. But then the art comes to life and it starts like fucking with them and killing people and stuff. <laughs> I so, loved and it. the problem with it, with it was it was long for what is a horror film, two hours. It was just, I hated every single character in it. Are I you, absolutely hated them all. Are you trying to say that last scene where he's just dancing on the beach? What's uh, his name? Um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich, in, yeah. In his pants or something, just dancing oh, on the beach God. for like five minutes. And with such an insane cast, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, yeah, like yeah, Tony Collette, Natalie Dyer, John Malkovich, they're all major, major characters. And I had a lot of hope because I was, I was... What I wanted this film to be was fun because it's stupid. Yeah. It's a stupid concept, like a lot of horror films are. 
but I just I really yeah. swore. I, I That's think, why I liked it. I found it fun. It I just shit, I I just didn't. I just hate. Wow. I couldn't wait for it to be over. I mean, five point seven. It's got an IMDb. I think the consensus was it was. It's quite a fun concept, but it just did not work for me. So it's between that or Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, because as you well know, I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. This is the one where they tried to do a faithful adaptation of the games for once, and they've, ma- they've mashed up Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 games into one. And they've just butchered it. The characters are totally wrong. The storylines mi- mixed up. Okay, it's probably the best Resident Evil film I've seen, but they're all shit. So yeah, yeah. that's a per- that. It's probably not the worst film, but it's that one's like a personal one because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know how much I love Resident Evil. So for me, that was just it's like a kick in the teeth. Like, oh, we're finally going to do a faithful adaptation, and then they just fucking shit all over it. But well, you just saying. Um... How Velvet Buzzsaw only got 5.7. I was like, well, let's just have a look what Scrotum got. Oh, God, yeah. I imagine it's got like 3 or 3, 2. 3.4. Yeah. But what I did just find out is there is a Scrotum 2. Oh, that amazing. came right at 2021. Yeah. It can't so be that, man. you know I'm all over that. That would yeah. be the first film yeah. on 2024's See, list. The thing, the thing is for that, I can I can forgive thick films like that because you, they're, they're proper B, C, D movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, what I struggle with Velvet Buzzsaw is it's a major studio production oh, with an insane time. cast. Yeah. It it had it could have been so much better than what it was, um, but yeah, we uh, we both absolutely smashed it this year. Um, we did. I know a lot of our listeners have been doing it this year. Yeah, and I stupidly didn't put it out there asking um, what other people did, but we have got a couple that we've had from friends. We have. So Megan and Alex, they've just sent me theirs. Um, she sent me a screen recording of her notes, and she's like giving like them stars amazing which is insane so they did 55 this this year nice well um, done well they, done she even, they even did a top five and a bottom five so the top five was i see you which was recommended by megan yep uh the menu brilliant film love the menu um oppenheimer which i didn't watch yeah great film haunted in venice which i've not seen i've still not seen that <clears throat> and barbarian which we passed we, on to her we, and we love that as well her bottom five were morbius which i'm starting to think i think i watched that this year as well so it might be 73 um you people yeah, when not at that? the cabin the outlaws and nope i'm very surprised to see nope in there it wasn't great but i didn't mind it i but i proper fucking bummed jordan peele anyway i think yeah. everything he does is fantastic i'm trying um, to think when i watched Mode. i'm sure i watched it this year you know but morbius i watched it last year 2022 and a lot of those films i watched last year the menu i watched um barbarian yeah they're all ones that sort of touched on yes yeah yeah so you say your sister did you get one from your sister yes so my sister she smashed it this year she managed to uh get 60 films this year 60 new ones and what was very nice is that she said at least 12 of hers are from recommendations from the podcast oh that's amazing which is really cool um ed our resident history teacher the podcast resident history teacher he also smashed it with 56 films this year so another everyone smashed it everyone's like easy yeah like for me it was like a challenge like it's you know i've struggled to do it for the last two years and then as soon as i say say about it um everyone's absolutely smashed it did everyone smash it did they because let's talk about goss i mean our boy goss we were i was gonna say (laughs) goss to last because 
We've smashed it. We've Goss smashed it. Is on another plane. So Goss is on another world. Seventy odd that we got was pretty unreal. I was I like, mean, unbelievable. Very, That's, very happy yeah. with that. Um, but again, these are new films, so we have watched a lot more than that because we've rewatched. Films. Oh, I've watched yeah a lot of films this year. Yeah. Now, what scares me about Goss is these are the new films that he's watched, and mm. you know that he's rewatched films. Oh yeah. He watched 156 films, new films this year. 156. 156. Oh, we've, we've queried this and questioned it. We're like, what the fuck is going on, Goss? How are you doing this? You're an absolute machine. And his answer is... He's got insomnia. He's got insomnia and he doesn't sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do but watch new films? So fair enough. But the poor I, boy can't I, sleep, so he's fucked. But I, absolutely films. Take the crown, Goss. What an achievement. That is yeah. sensational um something we can all aspire to, to do <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I, I i think i love my sleep too much <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't sleep a lot but jesus christ oh no um that is unreal it's very impressive yeah well done goss i think well done everyone everyone's done that's a lot of films that is a lot of films and you think if we put all our combined lists together between us you know hundreds we've, we've, <laughs> we've done really well which is nice i think it'd be nice to see as well obviously go, we're going into, about to go into the new year now starting a fresh list yeah that'd be really cool really exciting it'd be nice that as well if um our listeners do it again this year exactly. keep us up to date um give us recommendations because yep. obviously we're always good to talk on here about recommendations so yeah yeah and that's a big thing i think um we're quite a few people do this and again i know people did it that i forgot to ask um what they got but for those of you that have enjoyed this and you've quite you've enjoyed the sort of uh, journey that we've gone on we're about to start this new year. So yeah. get on it. Yeah. Let's yeah. Get in a little notebook. It's quite fun to do. I loved it. I love adding a new film to the list. Me too. I absolutely, I do love it. And you've got to be on it, I think, because you, oh, you fall yeah. short, like you said, you've done, I know like um, other people that I've spoken to have, have done it and, and then just gone on, oh shit, I forgot to write it down for a couple of months. And then you just forget and fall behind. So you just make sure you're on it. As soon as you watch it, write down your little notebook Keep or, your notebook or make, near, put, near make, make, make a note on your phone, whatever. Yeah. Um, so get on it with us. Because next year I'd love to be like, right, these we'll talk less because we'll talk about the majority of the films we do throughout the year oh yeah so it'd be nice to be like oh you know this was our top five this was our bottom five but this is what everyone else did yeah to sort of chat through everyone else's which would be really interesting absolutely um but yeah all in all it's been a incredible year of film yeah it's been mid middling for me i've seen some yeah. great ones and i've seen some dog shit. yeah but it's been nice to be back on the film binge which oh, is absolutely. nice to get that to consume that amount of film because i fucking love films it's been lovely so that's it from us. A bit of a longer one this week because uh, it is a new year. So uh, I'd like to end this episode with a massive happy new year to everyone. Thank Absolutely. you for the last year and all the support and everything that you've given us. So please continue that support. Get all this shared. Get us followed on whatever you listen to. Get us followed on Instagram, Facebook. We don't use it a lot, but, you know, get Twitch because we're going to start doing, in the new year, we're going to start doing live shows, which is going to be so much more fun. Um, and, you know, if you guys download Twitch now, you'll have downloaded Twitch for Ryan. You don't so, know. Yeah, I do. I ain't fucking stupid. <laughs> so, as always, the very end of the year, Ryan, leave us with some words of love. Um, oh, yeah. I just wanted to echo what you said, really. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening to us for this entire year. Our first full year yeah. of Into the Podcast. Um. Do your challenge this year and set yourself a goal to try and beat your score from this year. Or try beat Goss. Try and beat <laughs> Goss. Can anyone take the crown? <laughs> Peace. <laughs>